Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, excuse me, what's today's chef special? Welcome to Chef Special, the podcast that brings you the world of food and beverage with facts and information that challenge the status quo. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Honeywell, with Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, your best food destination choice. Hello, everyone. This is Chef Special. I'm Patrick Honeywell, and I'm very excited to have for our Chef Special on the menu today. I have Frank Columbi and Yana Lay. So Hello. first of all, they're there. Oh, great. Oh, great. Great connection. I hope everybody can hear us okay. So I want to tell everybody a little bit about, uh, about uh, Frank and, and um, Yana, and at the same time, go a little bit over what, how I met them. Or actually, I just met Frank. I haven't met you yet, Yana. Yeah, you never so, met me. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about Frank. Now, Frank is a French pastry chef of more than 30 years with his partner in crime, Yana, an Australian pastry chef. Together, they've traversed the world of pastry, where their passion has brought them together at the prestigious French pastry school, Belouet Conseil, in Paris. Yeah, school of highly respected MOF Jean-Michel Perrichon and MOF Joel Belouet. Now, they told me I pronounced that right. I hope I didn't mess it up. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm very honored to have uh, both of you on. Um, I didn't know anything about the school until I went with um, my employer, Jonathan Lau, and we went to Paris for a show called Europan. Or how do you how do you pronounce Europan? Europan. Europan. Okay. So <laughs> so it's it's a it, from here we knew it was a it was a pretty big uh, pastry. Uh, I don't know what you exhibition. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how big it was. We went about four years ago. If it was a large one at that time, but it was primarily for us to look at you know get ideas on pastry and maybe some equipment and just kind of have a look around. It was my first time in Paris, so it was pretty exciting. So we were walking the show and, and looking at a bunch of different uh, interesting things, some beautiful pastry, um, some, I learned how to do a croissant with two colors. And there were a lot of booths that had pastry schools, you know, where they were there represented to, uh, to try to, uh, you know, show what they had and maybe get some students, you know, to sign up. And as Jonathan and I walked by one, uh, set up there were the these amazing pastries and I stopped I looked at Jonathan I said no 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 so we, we were looking at these and and we started speaking to uh to one of the people there and, and they introduced me to Frank and Jonathan and I to Frank and I we spoke and uh very impressed and and eventually Jonathan pulled me aside he said you know what he says we either send you to Paris to learn from this school because it was the best looking school there it was amazing um, I think quite a few levels above. Don't tell your competitors that, but that's what it looked like to, to me. Don't worry. We'll share <laughs> <all the> social media. <laughs> You'll record just this snippet, right? So, uh, but he said, you know what? Why don't we see if they can send, you know, one of their top uh, uh, instructors to, to where we were. That way, that person could train our people. And so we did. We contacted the school and we set it up and, and they chose Frank. And it was great because I did meet Frank there. And he was super awesome. I mean, he just, you know, really great personality and, and super sharp. And I looked him up and he's really has a very high level of pastry. So he eventually came out and, and was with us for about a week instructing our R&D group uh, led by uh, Miguel and, and Julio. And we were blown away. This stuff was amazing. So anyway, today, I'm, I'm just really happy to have you both here. Um, so I wanted to 
maybe dig in a little deep, deeper and, and see what it's all about to teach at a pastry school, uh, a little bit about your backgrounds. And, uh, but before we start, my biggest question, I think, is you both instruct there, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So have you ever taught a class together? Uh, have we ever taught a class together? I think uh, Jean-Michel is a very smart man where he has never put us together. You know, <laughs> otherwise we'd be uh, like two animals uh, trying to go for the same <laughs> meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm well, that's good to know. That's great to know. No comments on that, Frank? Sorry? <laughs> Did you have a comment about you not uh, teaching No, no together? comment. She's right. <laughs> she, she, she used to, to teach in English, and I used to teach French and English. Oh, wow. Okay. No, Interesting. And you're still doing that. Yeah, you're doing that with me yeah. uh, every yeah. time we speak. So, okay, why don't we start with uh, maybe a little bit, Franck, we'll talk, uh, speak with you a little bit about your uh, story. You know, what inspired you to get into the pastry field, and what led you up to actually being an instructor at this super high-level school? So when I was... Um, 10 years old, I was uh, dreaming about, uh, my dream was to be a pastry chef. Uh, maybe inspired by my father, chef, one Michelin star, owner of a restaurant. Wow. In, uh, in a small town near uh, the Halp part. And they get one Michelin star and we used to help them all the time because we are five boys in the family. Mm -hmm. So our our job is was to help my uh, father in the kitchen. So maybe I start to begin a you know, pastry chef because of that. Got you! Wow, perfect start. Ten years old. <laughs> yes. Is that John Yana? Are you laughing over there? <laughs> <laughs> she laughing. Is that because he's? Is that because he still acts like a ten-year-old when you guys are home, or what? <laughs> yes, and that. <laughs> so, so Frank, did you have an did you apprentice um, with anybody? Yes. I mean, you, you were cooking at the at the uh, one Michelin star restaurant with your father and your and your your family. Um, yes. And the, but with the pastry, how did you jump into that side of things? Uh, my father also, when he was young, uh, start by pâtissier, like he he learned pâtisserie. Mm -hmm. Even he liked uh, cooking more, but my uh, grandfather uh, imposed him to learn pastry. So he learned pastry in a small uh, town near Lyon. Mm -hmm. And because my father gets some uh, connection there, I'm uh, apprentice there in the same area like my father. Mm, perfect. And uh, the, it was a small shop, and uh, we made everything by uh, ourselves. We bought nothing, even the fruit puree, the, the fruit, uh, syrup fruit, the jelly, everything we made it. We bought nothing. Wow. So I learned, I started to learning like that. Hmm. So you learned the right way. Right from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. Like how to learn how to learn almond paste, how to learn uh, apricot glaze, how to learn uh, uh, to make some uh, praliné, something like that. Hmm. Okay. That sounds great. So you were apprenticing, you learned, you made things at the at the um, at the restaurant as well. Um, when did you branch out from the school or from the restaurant, your family restaurant, and where did you go? 
to, to start making pastry outside of that? Uh, I go, so I, I went to Lyon for two years with the MOF also. It was uh, Pignol, the name. Hmm. It was an um, ice cream moth. Wow. In Lyon. Uh, after I got the army, after uh, I learned also, I went to the One Mission restaurant of friend of my father near Annecy. And uh, after I decided to go two years in New York, so I went to New York two years. Hmm. Okay. And uh, what else I made uh, after I go to the Free Mission restaurant? Wow. And uh, back uh, to go to Korea for four years. And after I go to Pierre Armé Company. Mm -hmm. And now I'm uh, at school, the famous school, Bellway Conseil, for eight years already. Wow. Now I know that you are probably one of the top instructors there, if not the instructor of instructors, um, they really rely on you quite a bit. At least that's what they told us when they talked us into having you come out to work with us. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so what was the criteria? I think you were, were you interviewed originally by Jean-Michel or by Joël? No, I was uh, employed by Jean-Michel. Okay. Well, Joël was, was uh, retired already. That's what I thought. Okay, so what he interviewed you, what was he looking for or how did you, did he give you tests? I know sometimes when a pastry chef goes to a, um, an establishment uh, that's really picky, you know, and they, they, yeah. they, you have to make some products and they check you out and, you know, you might make a mousse. You not, not, in the, not in the Bellow School. Okay. When I was in the Pierre Armé Company, somebody uh, over there tell me that, um, a place in the famous school, uh, Belway Conseils, was uh, open. So I signed my resume and I was uh, contacted by Jean-Michel. And to get some information, Jean-Michel called Pierre Armé himself. Mm. And he get the information from Pierre Armé. Gotcha, gotcha. So my uh, reference, mm -hmm. reference was Pierre Armé. You can't gotcha. get better. Hmm. So they obviously gave you a good, uh, good uh, reference. Good, because yes. you've been there eight years. So, okay. So, so you've taught there for eight years. Um, yes. Let's talk a little bit about the actual classes. Uh, I read somewhere that you have, gosh, I think it's is it thirty-two or twelve or twenty-four different classes um, that you 30, teach. Thirty-two or thirty-seven different courses. Okay. Because and we have some. Uh, different kind of pet, uh, courses of petit gâteau, different kind of courses of entremet, uh, different uh, courses of catering. Uh, we have uh, chocolate choppies, sugar choppies, chocolate bonbons, uh, confectionery, wow. uh, viennoiserie, ice cream. So um, you, you just took it up from a standard sponge cake here in the US up to this really high level fancy schmancy stuff it's uh, no yeah. it's amazing i've seen some photos some of yours and yana's photos are beautiful and that's where the so the students that that attend are they typically um what percent would you say are beginning students versus you know students that other companies uh, or pastry shops send their employees there to learn more uh, from you 
usual um, some owner of the different pathway in France send the or herself or the the employer to them to learn something special maybe three days petticato or three days entremet or three days uh, confectionery or three days viennoiserie mm -hmm. to get uh, better and they live with uh, usual 12 recipes and the recipes is so clear and the square but you can use use right away in your shop yeah, I recall the recipes you shared with us, <clears throat> excuse me, were um, amazing. Um, you explained it very clearly. You're a great instructor, but we used really good ingredients. Um, the percentages of each separate ingredients were, I learned a lot from you, you know, were perfect in how you put everything together. And I remember we had a huge group of people that came and uh, tried the products that you did. And I mean, people were, I've never seen so many camera flashes going taking photos and eating and it was it was really amazing it was so let me ask you something else so at your school you do pastry patisserie yeah. but you have boulangerie uh, we, as we, well we have two courses or we two courses by us of mm -hmm. uh, boulangerie but uh, a month uh, ludovic richard come twice a day uh, twice a year uh, in the school because our specialty is more pastry than uh, bread. So we need somebody professional to show the student the the, um, the bread, but in the right way. Got you, got you. And we are not enough good for that. So somebody outside of the school come, and you're already coming for many years. So, wow. Okay. So now, what I'd like to do is kind of transition to your better half. I mean, your. Um, uh, I'm here. Jana's <laughs> here going, come on, come on, Frank, shut up, let me speak a little bit. So I'm going to first, okay, with you, start with you, Jana, kind of a little bit um, talk about you. You're from Australia. Um, yes. How you got into the business and how you met Frank. And, and I know that at the school, my understanding is, is you started working there and then you got, you're so strong, they really locked you into some really cool positions as an instructor there. Maybe walk us through that. Oh, okay. So let's take a little walk. <laughs> um, <ready>. Yes. <laughs> so I started in Australia. I didn't start as young as Frank because um, uh, my background, uh, I have parents who are uh, from, uh, they're from East Timor, which is a country that has experienced a little bit of conflict in the past. Hmm. So they were of a refugee background. So education has been uh, of great importance to them. So obviously, um, I got stuck into the traditional uh, education, how do you say, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, but normal education, yeah, not really crazy. normal education, like, you know, yeah. uh, accounting, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So I started with all that and then eventually I kind of got sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I really like to, uh, I like to eat and I like to feed. I find that, I transmit a lot of love through that way. And uh, I really like uh, sweets. And so I, the natural pathway was to take up uh, pastry. Mm. And so I started learning in Melbourne. And um, that's, that's where it all started. And uh, yeah. 
So you started in Melbourne, and that's where you, you started really making pastry, but you must have been pulled um, to France, to Paris or something to continue your studies, or how did you end up in France? Yes, so um, as I was studying um, the pastry uh, at the school, they decided to, or the government uh, gave us a grant to uh, send, uh, I don't know how many students, eight or 10 to Paris, which is an amazing opportunity. Wow. I mean, that never happens. <laughs> wow. And uh, so, yeah, we all came in a group for, I think it was about, um, oh, the memory is uh, stretching out a little bit here. Uh, I think it was about <laughs> 10 days. And uh, we did 10 days of intense uh, like classes, uh, walking around, eating. I mean, it was intensive. <laughs> we did a lot of walking, a lot of eating, uh, discovering all the pastry shops. I think all up, we may have discovered about 20 pastry shops. And uh, it really opened my eyes to the world that was out there because Australia is about 23 hours from France. So we are... We are we are not, we don't have this uh, culture that they have in France. So to come here and to experience that, uh, to feel the emotions, the energy, to see all the products that are available, your mind is just blown. It's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, and I think from that point on, I think uh, that's where I was just, wow. And um, I think you can understand like the first time where you went, when you came to Paris as well, to the, Europa. I'm trying mm -hmm. to say it in front mm -hmm. accent. Europa. I, I can't do it. You, you go ahead. <laughs> Europa. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, uh, when you first uh, experienced all of that, you can, um, I can imagine the emotions or the feeling that you had when you saw all that. It would have just been overwhelming. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's where I guess that would be uh, the point for me where it really, really took off. Hmm. And how did you find, um, I'd say, Frank or, or the school? How did you, how did you find, uh, how did you get together? What happened? So, so the school, um, that, that came about during that trip. And uh, I honestly, I never heard of, I've, I had never heard of the school before that. They had organized a one-day uh, training or a half-day training at the school uh, with a chef called Julian Alvarez. Mm -hmm. And uh, we made a, a couple entremets, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. And so that's where I first found out about the school. And then uh, I think it was one year later, uh, I organized for myself and three other girlfriends. Um, we had a bit of time in our hands. And so we organized three months uh, in Paris. Wow. And we took uh, quite a few classes at the school. And um, yeah, that's, and it really, it, it was a whole nother world. It was a, a, a fantastic experience. And uh, I, 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 we, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> well, you know, you, Gianna, you pick a school like that's the highest level. I think, yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've never seen anything like uh, Velvet Conseil and uh, you know, the products put out and the, and the quality of the instructors, which you are one now. Uh, so it's amazing. So when you first saw Frank, what was your first impression? You can uh, leave Frank for now. You can leave Frank just for a few minutes. <laughs> Cover your ears. Uh, so I, I saw him and then I looked the other way and I ran the opposite direction. Whoa. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no, I was like, whoa, who is this sexy man? Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, he speak for a reason. He will speak for his talent, but also his looks. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's amazing. 
You've he's a good pastry chef and he's handsome too, right? Okay. Yeah. You've seen the guy and he's got a deadly accent. Ooh. Oh, but <laughs> see, it's, it, it, he hooked you too, not just the uh, Americans over here. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So after you met, um, did you start going out right away or did you? Um... No, actually, uh, we spoke a bit because uh, we were friends at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, eventually I came to France and um, I was asking, um, I, I was searching for a position in a pastry shop in France because I'd had a little bit of experience in Australia. But um, yes, yeah, uh, because I was coming to France, I asked uh, if Jean-Michel uh, had any uh, or knew of any jobs that were going around. And he said, actually, I'm looking, oh, I should, I should do his accent right now. Actually, I, I cannot do a French accent. Come on, you're, you're <laughs> almost there. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, I am uh, looking for an assistant, and so hey, I said, "Oh, okay." Wait, I, when did Jean Michel show up? Did he see there with you, or oh, it was you, Iana? Sorry. <laughs> no, he popped in just for a second. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I came in for uh, an interview with Jean Michel, and I didn't scare him too much. Um, <laughs> somebody's blowing his nose right now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't scare him too much and so yeah I came for a trial and um, I don't know maybe it was my fabulousness maybe it was my uh, deadly talent no I'm joking um, but uh, eventually I started at the school and uh, I've been there for um, how long has it been now? No, four years plus uh, 2015 in December wow that's okay, fantastic. My math is terrible. Well, I, he's, I know, I'm sure that uh, Jean-Michel is, is very astute and um, he, he, he probably, when you were doing the classes, he could see that you had a lot of talent. Uh, he was probably keeping his eye on you there. And then listening to you speak, you're, you're obviously, you'd probably do really well with students communicating and, you know, with your sense of humor and, and you're direct, you know, you're very direct. So yeah, that makes, I could see him picking you. Yeah. Exactly. My question, what's that? No, 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 you, no, no. <laughs> no I was going to ask, um, because I have both of you here, um, by the way, before I ask the question, where are you right now? Are you guys at your, your place, your home? And you know? Oh yes, we are, we are in uh, lockdown in our apartment. Well, join the club. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let me, so let me ask you this question. Okay. So this, this is for each of you. What is your favorite class or which class is your favorite to teach? And which is your least favorite to teach? For me, uh, sugar and uh, viennoiserie. That's your my, favorite? Yes. It's my favorite is uh, sugar and viennoiserie also. <laughs> Whoa! A match made in heaven, I might add. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Do you have, uh, what's your least favorite? Ooh, you go. Your least favorite. Italian pastry? No, just kidding. Uh, I love it. Tiramisu? Meat? But don't tell the French that. <laughs> no, no. like traditional pastry. Okay. No, the one that you don't like. Cleaning the chocolate is my... Uh, oh, the mess. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I... I, I like to do everything, but I have to agree that cleaning up after a chocolate class is not the greatest. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I have a note here. I said, what's your favorite and what's a nightmare? And that sounds like the nightmare for all oh, of yeah. us. Oh, now, yeah. I, I almost can't believe that Frank has an issue with that. I have to I have to segue or go back a little bit. When he came to see us at Le Chef and he was instructing, he was a whirlwind. I mean, as an instructor, I think we had him for a whole week and he was his energy level was so high. And our, our we've had some different consultants in the past um, come and our two uh, R&D guys, he pushed them and they were at full speed and writing notes and taking so um, and great instruction. I'd say whether it's there at the school or outside, you're, you're a great consultant. Um, okay, let me ask you something else, both of you. You're having dinner at home and you yes. say, let's, let's invite somebody over. What kind of a bread are you going to have for dinner? And then what would your go-to uh, dinner be to make for your friends coming? Ooh, okay. That's uh, baguette. <laughs> a oh, baguette. We're in France. We're <laughs> <laughs> in France, and that's what our neighbor makes best. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Okay. What about what would you? Okay. What would you cook? I mean, Jana, if Jana, if you made something, what 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 do you feel good about making? That's not pastry, and then Frank, as well. That's not pastry. Yes, oh, regular I meal. Love, I love making pizza. Pizza. Yeah, because I love oh eating pizza. So pizza is <laughs> so popular. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. And Frank, and you love me, eating pizza, right? Uh, fish. Okay. Because my father, his specialty was a fish place mm -hmm. in the restaurant, one Michelin star. So I wow. know how to make a good sauce or cooking a good fish. So I love to make it for friend or Yana. You don't make it that often. <laughs> Not live, please. We are on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a truth meter here. I have hooked up to the uh, computer as well. So bear, be careful. <laughs> I, I know which one is lying and which one is not. You know, the next time you come out here, Frank, to consult, uh, I, you have to bring Yana and then you guys can both. You make pizza for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and my, and my wife. Too. And then you make, the, I want to see the fish. I want to see what you kick butt at on the fish. Hold on. Let me, let me check my schedule. Yep. I'm free. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence as well. All right. So, uh, great. So you're, we imagine in my, my imagination that you both are able to come out here in a visit and make, uh, Yana, you'll make your pizza and, uh, Frank, you'll make your fish. And I have my family and some friends here for a wonderful dinner. Uh, but of course they're going to say, Hey, these two pastry chefs go all the way out here from Paris and, uh, what kind of a pastry are they going to make us? So what are your thoughts on that? What kind of ideas do you have? Oh, so because we're going to stuff all of you guys with so much pizza and so much fish, we're <laughs> going to go with something a little bit lighter to have with our coffee. So we're looking at making a sublé, what they call a sublé, sandwich with a soft caramel. And eventually, depending on who's eating it, we can dip it in a little bit of chocolate as well. Wow. That sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. We'll get then. Okay, based on that, we'll probably have more than the five people I was thinking of inviting, probably 25. So go on. How do we no do problem. that? How do we make that here at the house? No problem. So we're going to take each person. They're all going to work with us on a production line. We're going to knock out hundreds of cookies. And <laughs> <laughs> this place is not that big, but go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, basically, I used to work in Melbourne uh, with a lady, an Argentinian lady, if she's listening right now. She's fantastic, as fiery as they come. Uh, we often called her a Spanish dragon. 
And one of her specialities was something called alfajores. So we're going to take a little bit of uh, Argentina. Oops, I almost forgot how to say the country. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And a little bit of France with uh, Franck. And we're going to put these together to make our version of alfajores. Sounds amazing. Okay, what's the recipe? Come on, spit it out. (laughs) 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 So um, I'm going to start with the uh, cookie part. So imagine you have in one bowl all your powders. So into this bowl, we're going to measure 200 grams of all-purpose flour, 300 grams of corn flour, two grams of bicarb, eight grams of baking powder, and a little pinch of salt. We're gonna whisk that together. We're going to sit it aside. In our second bowl, we're going to come up with 200 grams of soft butter. It's very important to use soft butter uh, for our sublay so we don't overwork the dough and it's much, much easier for you to mix as well. We're going to add in 150 grams of sugar. We're going to zest one lemon directly into this uh, mixture. So in that way, as we're zesting the lemon, the sugar is capturing also the essential oils that are coming uh, out of the lemon. So we don't lose any of that. Uh, We're going to come up with our mixer or a strong hand, uh, depending uh, what you have. And you're going to whisk this all together until it is slightly uh, blanched. You're going to add into this 60 grams of egg yolks, 5 grams of rum. You can take out the rum if that's uh, not something that you like, but hey, everybody likes hey, rum. No. Keep the rum in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, <laughs> one, uh, one vanilla bean uh, with all the pods, uh, not the pods, all the greens scraped out into your mixture and you're going to mix this again and then you're going to come up with all your powders that you had in your other bowl you're going to drop this all in and you're just going to mix it all until there is no more powder left on the bottom gotcha after this you're going to take your dough because it's quite soft right now we cannot possibly roll it out at this point And we're going to flatten it out and we're going to film it and leave it into the fridge for approximately 30 minutes. Uh, Now, when you flatten it, you're going to to want to make it as flat as possible. In this way, the dough can cool down as fast as possible, as opposed to a big ball, which will take forever to cool down. After the 30 minutes, you're going to roll it out to about five millimeters and you're going to cut... uh, some circles of about five centimeters or if you're feeling uh really greedy hungry uh, okay. you can okay so let's go uh <laughs> 10 centimeters <laughs> that's american size <laughs> one thing i forgot to do which is bad of me is mm. i didn't turn on my oven so oh. let's take like five steps back and turn on our oven at approximately now i'm going to be speaking in centigrade because uh I don't know what that converts to in Fahrenheit. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, We're going to put our oven to approximately 160, 165 degrees Celsius. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
each of our cookies that we're going to cut, we're going to place on baking paper onto a tray. And we're going to bake this for approximately 15 to 20 minutes until it's a light golden color. Okay. And uh, we're going to make sure that we don't overbake our cookies. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. it for the cookies. Wonderful. Now, now for the caramel, and it's going Ooh. to be uh, Mr. <laughs> Monsieur Franck. <laughs> oh, Franck Colombi, welcome back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for the soft caramel, I will give you the recipe, the amazing recipe from uh, Belway Conseil. Wonderful. Oh, let me get my pen. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Continue. So, you have to measuring first. So 160 grams of the granulated sugar, mm -hmm. 160 grams of the pouring cream, mm -hmm. one vanilla pod, and 125 grams of butter. Perfect, okay. So the process, in a saucepan, you will caramelize <coughs> the granulated sugar mm -hmm. until is getting brown. So um, to see without thermometer how it's done, it will be a, a little white layers on top. Like a mousse. Like a mousse. And it will have some steam. Or foam, yeah. So it's, okay. it's mean it's ready. Hmm. Okay. During that, you already uh, mix your cream with the pod and microwave to make it hot. Gotcha. So you want the cream to be hot before you yes. add it to the, to the yes. caramel, okay. Yes. And you're decooking the, the caramel with the hot cream mm -hmm. infused with the vanilla. Mm -hmm. And after you cook everything at 108 degrees. Gotcha. <laughs> and after you blend it with the butter. So do you yes. take it off the heat when you do that, Frank? You pull it yes, from the stove? Yes, you take out the heat. Okay. You transfer on the bowl and mix oh. with the butter mm -hmm. until you're getting something smooth. Okay. And after you keep, uh, if, if you, are, um, you want to be ready as fast as possible, you put that on the fridge. Okay. If you are not uh, uh, in a rush, in a rush, you can or a keep, big hurry. Yes. You can keep <laughs> one night overnight. Outside. I'm, until, I'm hungry. I want to eat it. Until it crystallizes. <laughs> I want to eat it right now. <laughs> there's, a, there's a line forming outside. Go on. <laughs> until the, the caramel crystallizes. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. And after, when the caramel is crystallized, you just have to put, uh, to take, sorry, two beautiful sablés of Yana and stick together with the caramel you already piped. Boom. Gotcha. Wow. And you have two options. Or you roll it in a desiccated coconut. Ah, some coconut, okay. Or you're dipping in the milk or dark chocolate as you so, want. So I have two questions. So if you do, if you roll it in the coconut, would, yeah. it the, would you toast the coconut in the oven and have it a little bit brown? Always, right? Okay. And with the walk me through or um, walk us through um, the chocolate part of this, because if you have some chocolate, you'll probably, I'm assuming maybe use a microwave. How would we get it, uh, you know, to a usable stage to, to dip the cookies in? Uh, okay. 
So the chocolate, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to want to uh, take a, a little bowl or depending how much chocolate you're going to use. Uh, we're going to, let's take our bag of chocolate. We're going to pour our little pallets of chocolate into a bowl. We're going to put it into the microwave and we're going to heat it up for no more than 45, 50 seconds at a time. Okay. Otherwise, um, if for example, I've placed my chocolate in the microwave and I've, and Frank has uh, said something, I'm like, what did you say, Frank? And then I've walked over to him and I've totally forgotten my chocolate oh inside my the microwave for two minutes. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I'm going to open it. And uh, uh, the chances are that Frank is probably going to yell at me. <laughs> 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 because my chocolate is going to be all burnt. And... Mm, yeah, so that makes sense. So basically what you're saying, Yana, is that you're, you're going to uh, kind of pulse it. You're going to do like maybe 30 or 45 seconds and then take it out, stir it a little bit, then put it back in until you get just what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so it doesn't burn. Okay. Exactly. And then um, you're going to want to... Uh, you're going to want to crystallize your chocolate now. Okay. And so what you're going to want to do is, uh, it, it really depends uh, which type of chocolate, but uh, for example, let's go dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to melt your dark chocolate to a maximum of approximately 50, 55 degrees. Okay. Celsius. Sorry. Okay. That's true. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, we're going to... There are many ways to crystallize uh, chocolate. I prefer the easy way uh, if I'm at home so I don't make a big mess. Uh, I take out some chocolate from the bag, which has not been melted, and I slowly, slowly drop uh, one small handful at a time. And I make sure to really stir in between each handful until mm -hmm. it has completely melted. And uh, when my chocolate comes down to approximately, let's say, 30, 35, Five oh no, sorry, 33 degrees. Mm -hmm. I stop adding pellets and then I just uh, continue to stir until everything has completely melted and then I can start to dip my cookies inside. So that's, that's great because Yana, you just gave it a nice little, um, I won't call it a secret, but it's your way of doing a soft tempering at home of the yeah. chocolate. Got you. That's, that's awesome. That's really important for, for the listeners. Thank you. It's a very clean way. It's a very easy way. And it works every time. So once you dip the cookies in the chocolate, the cookies with the caramel filling, which is, is, sounds amazing, do you, uh, then you put it on, say, a piece of parchment paper uh, so until the chocolate you know, hardens up. Do you put it in the refrigerator or just leave it out on the, on the countertop to uh get hard? Let's say it's 40 degrees inside the room. I'd probably put it inside the fridge. But if it's a nice cold day and your chocolate has been well-tempered, you can leave it on the parchment paper and just leave it sitting on the bench. Um, but if you've got uh, hungry people around, I'd pop it inside the fridge for a minute or two. Wow. So I, I can just imagine uh, my friends and family are going to be excited to, to be trying this. In fact, because you did such a large batch, they'll have plenty to take home for their friends and family. And then they'll oh, be yeah. trying to get you to come out again at ASAP. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. So this is great. So we have the pizza, we have the fish, and then we have the amazing Argentine slash French caramel filled <laughs> cookies dipped in chocolate. It's like a dream come true for me. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. You're okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Patrick. Um, we're almost through with this, uh, this wonderful time uh, with you, but I want to ask a couple things uh, of each of you. Do you have 
What are your dreams or bucket lists, both of you, uh, maybe separate and together? Tough question, I know. Mm, uh, okay, Funky is looking the other way, sorry. <laughs> My, um, I would like to eventually go back to Australia with Frank. Oh, nice. Uh, that's not a question because he has no choice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, sorry. I like her, uh, Frank. I like her. Wow. <laughs> you picked a good one. <laughs> so um, I would like to open a little pastry shop just by the sea. It must Ooh. be by the sea because that's an obligation. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little one just to make enough products just to be happy. So maybe no more than 10 products, really rustic stuff that I like to eat. And of mm -hmm. course, hopefully my customers would like to eat. Mm -hmm. And then just a little kitchen in the back to do a little bit of sugar work as well. Wow. And eventually open a bed and breakfast uh where i can where i can invite well not invite people but people come and um eventually i can take care of them cook them breakfast make them uh viennoiserie and um yes that's it and then retire away and be home. me go to australia and retire take care of the babies and the house during Yana work and be lying on the beach. Hey, so, so my, I go ahead and put me down for uh, the, the bed and breakfast. I want to be one of the first people to stay there. And I want to hang out with Frank at the beach while you're working. <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Uh, <laughs> so is there any, okay, before we close, is there any questions um, that I didn't ask that you'd like to talk about a dream you have or, um, your hopes for the future, or I heard baby there. I heard Frank Frank mention babies. I mean, you thinking of a family or what's going on? Uh, eventually, yes, eventually. I really like to work, so uh, seeing as Frank is a bit older, I think that he will probably be the one taking care of the kids, and I will continue to uh, work. And yeah. when he feels like working, we can switch around a little bit. But I think he's probably going to be lying on the beach all the time, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I, I think mean, he no looked <laughs> he looked great in that nanny outfit. I'm visualizing him being the nanny. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, that's um, good. So, is there any question I didn't ask of you, Frank, that that I should have asked you about? It could be about the school, uh, your family. How is everybody okay? You know. Yeah, everything is okay for me. Good <laughs> way. All right. You sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Well, you know, okay, I guess that uh, if there's, uh, you don't have any questions for me, that's good because it's supposed to be my questions for you. <laughs> so uh, so um, I'd just like to thank both of you um, for taking time today. Uh, it's an honor for me and uh, for the listeners because it's there's got super mystique, I think, about pastry anyway. Um, as we close here, I want to say that uh, for years I was a Weston Hotel pastry chef in the old days and the, the the school chefs you know on the savory side they didn't some of them kind of steer away from pastry they kind of spooked them maybe they'd say well too much chemistry and so they they left you alone they you were able to do a lot of things you know the way you'd you'd like to do them uh and so i think people get even at home they're, they're sometimes they're a little intimidated uh to make pastry so you're you're working at the the highest level of a combination of things that taste fantastic but can become art as well so it's uh, any any uh, tips for people at home that want to get involved in making pastry or? I think people should just start because um, like with anything, uh, we always start at the bottom and it does take time to learn. But uh, with passion and perseverance, people 
people can achieve uh, many, many things. And especially with pastry, even for people who have done it for one year, five years or 20 years, we are still learning every single day. There is always something to discover. And um, in, it, it is not just uh, measuring ingredients, uh, putting it into a pan and baking it. There is so much more to it. There is the science, uh, the chemistry, the reactions, uh, even something uh, in the way of storage or uh, shelf life. Uh, there is so much behind it. Mm -hmm. And there's also the artistic side, uh, for example, sugar work, chocolate work, etc. And oh, designing, making cakes is really interesting as well. So don't be scared. Just uh, take it one step at a time and just th know that people at every level are still learning like we are as well. So that's it. Wonderful advice. Fantastic. Okay. Well, listen, thank you both very much again. And, and, um, and what a great segment. Uh, I can't wait to speak with you off, off, uh, I was going to say off camera, but we don't have a camera. <laughs> <laughs> so forget that. So uh, have a great rest of your day. And again, thanks very much for taking time with me today. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. A great, great pleasure. Uh, ciao. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. And remember, we are available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social accounts. If you have any favorite topics or special guest requests, please let us know. You can find our contact information in the show notes and be sure to like, comment, and share the show with your friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.